I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, September 22nd, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, the best hockey team in the world, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they released a sneak peek of their first ever sponsorship patch on their jerseys. If you were to guess who it would be, who would you guess, Jay? I would never get this, but I know it's Milk, the Dairy Farmers of Ontario. It says Milk on the jersey. What do you think about that, Brett? Well, look, I, I, if I was to guess, Jay, I would have told you maybe it's, you know, I know Scotiabank does the helmet, but Intact Insurance Sun Life, they do a Raptors jersey, just a big kind of financial institution. Milk was a real curveball. A few details about the partnership. So it's multi-years and it's worth about eight figures. So it's $10 million plus annually to get that that jersey sponsorship. Look, that's a, that's a big deal for dairy farmers, but good for them. I, you know, I, I, I like milk. Do you like milk? I love milk and I drink milk and I know that's not true of everybody on the peak team, but this comes at a time when milk prices are pretty high and going up. (laughs) It just, you have to draw the question like, is that the best idea? But that's how they can afford it. It will. That's right. It will stand out among other NHL teams for sure. Brett, aside from what you do or do not put in your coffee or on your jersey, what do we have for peak pals today? I put a lot of things on my jersey, Jay. For our first story, the U.S. dollar is booming. For our second story, robots are taking fast food jobs. And for our last story, no more political ads on TikTok. For our first story, congratulations to anyone with a U.S. dollar bank account because the currency is on a tear. Brett, what is making the greenback so valuable? Okay, so the loony, the Canadian dollar, is sitting at its lowest levels against the U.S. dollar in two years as rising geopolitical tensions, specifically after Russia issued, and I, I hate saying this, Jay, nuclear threats and moved to mobilize more troops earlier this week, leave investors looking for safe places to park their money. Meanwhile, the value of the U.S. dollar against other major currencies has hit its highest level since the 2000s overtaking gold as the safe haven asset of choice. Now, let's catch you up on why this is happening. So higher interest rates generally heighten the demand for a country's currency because they tend to attract foreign investment, which in turn raises a currency's value. Canadian interest rates are rising, but the U.S. is aggressively raising rates too, which has generated interest in the U.S. dollar and created uncertainty around, well, our own loonie. And here's why it matters. At a national level, a weaker loonie makes buying things from other countries like energy imports more expensive. Now, on a personal level, a weaker currency reduces purchasing power when you travel and as prices rise domestically. The process can come full circle by stimulating exports since they become cheaper for overseas customers to buy, which can then work to boost our own currency. Now, while the U.S. dollar's gain seems like the loonies pain these days, the good news is that the Canadian dollar, in part, thanks to its relative strong link to energy prices, is still doing well compared to the euro, British pound, and Japanese yen. For our second story, Jay, meet Flippy, Sippy, and Chippy. No, they aren't knockoff versions of Snap, Crackle, and Pop. They're a trio of service robots, and they could soon be preparing your fast food order. Jay, next thing you know, they're going to launch my worst nightmare, which is a podcasting robot, but what's driving the news here? (laughs) What would their names be? Mike, Mike, and Mike? Jay and Brent. (laughs) Right, right. Well, select locations of chains like Chipotle and White Castle are using robots for Miso Robotics, which is a startup specializing in robot kitchen employees with jaunty names like 
Flippy. It's a robotic arm specializing in dipping fried treats into a deep fryer. Sippy, an automated beverage dispenser that's also able to seal and label drinks. I feel like we already have that. And, and yes. Chippy, a device built especially for Chipotle that fries and seasons tortilla chips. Yummy. Now, this matters because these robots come at a time when the food services industry is struggling to hire enough people. Here in Canada, the sector saw a 12.7% jump in vacancies just last quarter. And greasy spoons are important because they help grease the wheels of the economy. You get it, Shane? Canada's 31,320 fast food restaurants, they generate $28.9 billion in business annually. If Canadian joints adopt these fry-slinging automatons, it could help solve fast food's labor shortages while also reducing stress and therefore turnover of warm-blooded employees. But these machines, they're not cheap. One California jack-in-the-box location paid a $5,000 installation fee plus monthly rental fees of $3,500 for one. That's excluding the fact that restaurants will need to keep a robot support specialist on retainer in case Flippy starts flipping out. That's what we're going to be doing in a couple of years, Jay. We're going to be doing the robot support specialist. It could still be economical for businesses in the long run, though. Based on the federal minimum wage, the average fast food employee makes $29,234 a year. So it's pretty competitive. Yeah, and that's without even factoring in expenses the company might have to cover like sick days and slacking off. Something Flippy and friends will never, ever do. Well, not until they finally plug into Skynet and they are fully salient beings. And, and here's the bottom line, Jay. An entirely robotic cooking staff is still a ways away, but given the repetitive tasks found in many kitchens, it's unsurprising that Stats Canada found that 15.4% of food services workers are at a high risk of losing their jobs due to automation. And for our last story, read by a full human Raise your hand if your spam folder is full of unanswered pleas for campaign donations. Yes, everyone's hand up. The bad news is those emails aren't stopping anytime soon. The good news is that TikTok will soon be free of politicians begging you for money. That is good news. TikTok is banning accounts for politicians, parties, and governments from asking for donations and from using monetary features like tipping, gifting, and e-commerce. TikTok is also tightening its ban on political ads on the platform by making all political accounts automatically unable to access any advertising features. TikTok did not say how many political accounts use monetization features when asked by TechCrunch, but there's no doubt it's becoming a vital tool for reaching younger voters. TikTok is clearly uncomfortable with how politics is now a big part of its platform and wants to preemptively stave off controversies because it's really got enough of them being owned by a Chinese company is one of them. Yeah, and TikTok is first and foremost an entertainment platform. That is from a company post on the policy. We want to foster and promote a positive environment that brings people together, not divide them. That's how the rest of the post read. Yeah, well, TikTok seems to be learning from the mistakes of its predecessors, Facebook. And instead of trying to rein in political grifting, TikTok is set on just washing its hands entirely of politics. Or at least the overt part of that. To zoom out as the world's most popular app, it might be a bit naive to still view itself as a place where people watch silly videos and watch silly videos only. And Jay, before we go, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Carolina. She's a frontline hero, a medical worker, and she's been a Peak Pal for about a month now, and we couldn't be happier to have her on the Peak Pal team. Thanks so much for listening, Carolina. And thank you to all of our Peak Pals for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review, please. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dill Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank 
Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, happy fall. Happy fall, Jay. 